0: Listeners, I've loved you since I was 11 years old. That shit just doesn't go away. On this episode of Love and Movies, we're talking about love and basketball.
1: Who said I'm not getting recruited?
2: Your hot ass temper, that's who.
1: I'm, I'm not the one who put this scar here when you were 11 years old because he was about to lose.
2: You know what? Give me your best shot.
0: All right, what is up, lovers and friends? We're back with another episode of Love and Movies. This time, I have a guest I've actually never met before for the first time. Uh, I want to introduce you to Kendra Austin. She's a writer, model, and content creator in New York City
2: hello thank you so much for having me i love movies i love media and i love love so let's get into it
0: <laughs> uh before we talk about the movie do you want to give my listeners um a little background of who you are and yeah. um why i guess you're qualified to talk about this movie <laughs> yeah of course
2: um i'm not sure i'm qualified other than the fact that i have a lot of opinions but <laughs> i am um what i call a resident loud bitch online i'm a content creator on all platforms um instagram tiktok twitter all of them um i mostly talk about relationships love um including platonic love and um essentially like how we connect with ourselves through connection so i think it's like definitely fitting to be able to talk about um this movie in specific as a black woman as somebody who loves black love so i'm super stoked about that um i do have a newsletter called come home where i talk about media and as it relates to our relationships, so this conversation is right up my alley.
0: Perfect. Well, it's great too because um, you know this movie starts out with some platonic love, right. and then right. we get into the romance. So um, transitioning to the the convo about love and basketball, um, just wanted to ask you first of all, sure. what what do you love about this movie?
2: Oh my gosh, endless things. I think it's like such a I think it's such a timepiece, to be honest. Like, I feel like the reflection, A, of, like, what Black media looked like. Like, legitimately, there are so many greats, like, huge, huge Black actors in this movie. And even people who are budding. Gabrielle Union shows up randomly, and she's not the star. How? Right? Tyra Banks is in it. Alfre Woodard, who plays black mama in every single black movie everything. imaginable
0: i couldn't like place her on like what do i know her from everything oh everything Everything. Yeah, exactly yeah,
2: you go yeah. her and you're like damn um <laughs> my girl got stacks but i also loved of course a boris kujo um appearance because he makes everybody horny but I have, yeah i have
0: thoughts on his appearance later
2: excuse but. me okay if they're negative keep them to yourself <laughs> i know this is your podcast but uh um yeah and i think that other than that like obviously just the representation of black love was valuable contextually for that time like yeah, we were able to see a black family in yep. upper middle class neighborhood and one that still is significantly black like they moved into crenshaw yeah and they even make note to kind of like the black exodus into suburbia yeah which i think was really fascinating like important for other people to see um and then like obviously just the natural depiction of blackness like all of the women in the movie are like bad as fuck yeah right all of them have straight hair all of them have a college education or going to college all yep. of them have things to look forward to um in their futures and i think that that was something that was just of its time kind of the the archetype of an exceptional black person yeah right so i feel like it's kind of a timepiece in that way as far as like what black americans wanted to see themselves depicted as yeah. right
0: and and i think that um like you mentioned college i feel like that was a big thing for this movie it was one of the totally. first times that you have a black son who who's an athlete but his dad is not only pushing him for athletics but right. he's pushing him to go to school have an, get education. an education and that was a thing not really seen on screen at at the time totally so i think that was pretty big
2: yeah 100 and i think specifically for film right like there was kind of a precedent set with like the Cosby show, which you know what I'm saying? We got, we got other things talked talk about when it comes to that. <laughs> right. But I think that like that really kind of led the way for us to be able to see like upper middle-class families um, yeah. in blackness where blackness was not explicitly stated, right. but just there present. Yeah. Right. Obviously like there are a lot of, there's a lot of commentary about this like o- online I noticed, but I think obviously just the fact that basketball is like such an integral part of a American culture, but also um, black, black American culture, culture. Yeah exactly and how there were so many scenes where it felt like there was no basketball in the room but the relationships were a basketball dynamic
1: yeah yeah.
2: um there was defense there's offense push and pull right like that was definitely present and then the basketball scenes were about excitement yeah right like it just pulled in a level of excitement
0: um so if anyone hasn't seen it in a minute i'll give a quick synopsis as best as i can real quick um. so Quincy, Q McCall played by Omar Epps and Monica Wright St. Alathan, meet each other on a neighborhood basketball court at 11 years old Monica asks to play and Q says girls don't play ball, they end up playing one on one and after a hard foul that leaves Monica with a scar on her, on her cheek for the rest of her life, they become friends fast forward to high school, both Q and Monica are star players on the men's and women's team at Crenshaw High, Q is a top recruit in the nation, having the ability to pick whatever school he wants and Monica is just hoping to get a scholarship um, you know, some of her hot temper is keeping her keeping her from some of the colleges wanting to play. Um, we have a school prom scene where Monica takes a friend of her sister's from college, and Q takes someone from school, uh, played by Gabrielle Union. At the prom, Q sees Monica in a new light, a romantic light. He sees her across the dance floor, all dressed up, and you can tell this is the first time he sees her with romantic eyes. After the prom, they end up kissing in the backyard that conjoins their houses, the yard, this was the yard that they played a lot uh, as kids. Um, and then they end up, you know, having some good old sex. Uh, fast forward to college. They are both freshmen at USC. Q is once again a star. Monica is struggling to get playing time amongst some older players. While during this freshman year, Q finds out his dad had a mistress and it shatters the vision he had of his dad. This leads him down a self-sabotaging spiral that affects his play on court, friendships, and relationship with Monica. They end up breaking up and the film fast-forwards to a handful of years after college. At this point, Monica is playing overseas and winning championships, and Quincy is bouncing around to different teams throughout the NBA. During one game, he tears his ACL, jeopardizing the rest of his career. Monica sees the news and comes back to the States to visit him and bring some flowers to the hospital. They have some awkward talk. He says he tried to call, and she never answered, and she finds out he has a fiancé. So... While they're both staying at their parents' house, Q is rehabbing and Monica is just staying stateside, uh, You know, thinking about retiring or, or playing anymore. They start reconnecting again. It's very clear that Monica still has feelings for Q and has a convo with her mom about it. One night, two weeks before Q's wedding, Monica gets him to come outside and they play a game on one-on-one for Q's heart. It's the climax of the movie. All the emotions that have been building up throughout childhood and into adulthood come rushing back in a fantastic scene of emotional and physical basketball play. They end up kissing, their love is still there, and the closing of the movie shows Monica playing in the WNBA and Q being a WNBA husband on the sideline with their kid. The rest is history.
2: Everything's everything. That was That's a, right. That was a lot. Everything's everything.
0: <laughs> um, so I think for me, I think overall, like, this movie, it's, it's a very good movie. I think it really stands the test of time. Yeah, just totally. From, from a lot of different aspects. I think... For me, like, I'm a huge basketball fan. I've gone to probably, like, 10 to 15 Nets games this year. I grew up playing yeah. basketball, like, everything. Yeah. Um. For me, I, like, thought the basketball filming was really good. Like, Because when I watch movies, especially, like, sports movies, or things that just have sports scenes, I'm like... Right. I'm like, does that actually look real? Like, is it good? Yeah, like, completely. You know? And I actually thought, like, that's why, in my opinion, this movie stands the test of time, because... For its time, it was very good for, for the basketball scenes. Right. But it's good enough to, like, if there were some, you know, some small, small things, that like, right. you still understand that it was in 2000 and it's not 2022. But, like, yeah, completely. very good. I thought, like, it was also really cool because there was a lot of, like, handheld um there's a lot of handheld video going on right so like even in the huddles like it's all handheld it's shaky it's just like it's like you're really in the huddles with them absolutely yeah and i think that when you think about a movie that is that involves romance and involves a sport i think a lot of times people they they don't do the sport as much because it's like that's not the story right
2: yeah completely completely, but i think
0: possibly to what you were saying about how basketball is also such an integral part of black culture right it's very important to get those scenes right too yeah totally so I think that that was I think that just makes this a very good timeless movie as well
2: yeah I agree and I will say like I'm not a sport gal
0: you know what I mean <laughs> but I have been to a
2: sporting event or two and one thing I did notice about the the basketball scenes was also like they didn't really rely a lot on like the kind of like cheap like Three pointer shots where you don't actually see yeah. the ball; like yeah, you yeah. actually see them straight up Sh- shoot, shoot shot. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like they are playing basketball, and it's clear that that was trained for. I think it's interesting too that it's actually told through the experience of a woman. Like yeah. I feel like yeah. we rarely ever see sports movies where yeah. the protagonist is actually a heroine, like it's a woman, and yeah. she's telling the story of basketball as well. Really, like even though Quincy is the one who's like assumed to have a basketball career and like is granted the privilege because she's the one really hustling and feels the heart of the game, which I think is ultimately what he loves most about her. Yeah. We see her ruggedness and like her grit and also her confidence on the court. And I feel like that's why they really, really honed in on having great basketball imagery and scenes and like it being real because that's where we see her confident in her body and like in just in motion period. The second that she's off the court, she's awkward. She's pulling down her skirt. You know what I'm saying? She's falling on heels So I feel like we really, really get to see her be her best in basketball. And that's why it was so crucial for them to have good basketball scenes.
0: So I think that this movie um, is very interesting rewatching it. Because I think if you were to ask like a friend that has, you know, seen this movie a lot. If you ask them about the movie, they, oh yeah, like they play basketball. Like they fall in love, you know? Right. Um, but what I thought was really cool about this movie is it's ahead of its time in, in a few ways, in my opinion. Sure. One, <laughs> on a less serious note, so Monica, played by Kyla Pratt at the time, she actually breaks out all these stats and, and whatnot. I think Q says something like, oh, you do know basketball. I thought that was that was just funny to me because now basketball is so nerdy. There's so many statistics and stuff. So oh, yeah, 100%. That was just ahead of its time. But on a more serious note, there's something that people don't realize when they think about this movie is some of the commentary it was making about women in sports right because one of the big things was at the beginning she gets a technical foul, which was a incredibly weak technical foul she like didn't do anything right um and one thing that she says is that if a guy would have done that like he would have been applauded for having emotion or like showing emotion and wanting to win right but because she is is called that or you know she gets a technical right. she, she is said as like She's too emotional or she needs to like calm down. And that's, that is a, a, like, that's a good commentary on, on, you know, not only women in sports, but it's also a big thing now in football with black quarterbacks. Right. Yeah, of course. You have Lamar Jackson who, or or any, any black athlete, really not, not just I mean, even like
2: Serena Williams. Like I remember that was a huge thing with Serena and like Sharapova. Sharapova would scream the fuck out of a court (laughs) And the second that Serena did it, it was like she had to, you know what I'm saying? Like, she yeah. was getting penalties. Like, that is, I think that happens a lot. And I think that she's a really great example, too, because it speaks a lot to, like, the hyper-masculinization of black women. Yeah. And the fact that, like, I think in general, and that's obviously played into a lot in this movie with Monica's relationship with her mom. Yeah. And how, like, her mom doesn't really value her as Dick a woman because it. her femininity yeah. doesn't look like hers. Yep that i think that like particular aspect of her frustration is so universal right like what happens on the court for her is about her life like she's here fighting for her fucking life put (laughs) some respect on her name yeah you know what i mean i feel like it's the only place where she gets to show something that's real and gritty and she feels like emotionally uninhibited and that's why it's so frustrating for her when she is then again like kind of like i don't know, like swapped away like Get out of here with that. You know what I'm saying? Like quit being who you are. Yeah. Everywhere. Like she gets out on the court. She gets it with her mom. She tries to like approach, I think, Q with that in her own way. And it's mm-hmm. not really shown until she becomes the kind of feminine person that he likes to see when she rolls up at prom. And he's like, oh, like she is kind of bad. You know what yeah. I'm saying? she got a little bandage dress on. I see you. <laughs> you know? And I think at that moment, it's like, actually, I kind of even call that into question later on where I'm like, does this motherfucker really even love her like that? because he didn't really value her until she wasn't herself i think we also see literally the passage of time and how that perspective continues to shift Mm -hmm. and how like that would even go from like her being kyla pratt age right yeah and like being um you know like reprimanded for being like so tough and being able to kind of rock that out but also that scene where she's like where he's like oh like i've never met a girl that played ball before and then she is playing ball, but she can't play ball the right way, the way that right. they need, right? And she's getting penalized for it, may not get scouted, da-da-da-da-da. And then of course, like she's even shown that with other women. Like it's not like it's just like men right, that right. continues to happen where other women yeah. are reprimanding her for her emotion and her behavior and kind of like her yeah. passion for the game. Um, so yeah, I feel like we also like see the graduation of time with, within the movie and how the perspective of women in sports even shifts mm-hmm. in that dynamic, right? And like, ultimately, she ends up winning out because of how much she loves the game.
0: Right, right. And I think another thing, um, a, another quick thing, too, that I thought was, I, I actually didn't think about this until I think I might have seen it on a letterboxed comment. Yeah. Um, someone mentioned that it was also ahead of its time for having a straight woman not be comfortable in feminine um, attire, I guess, regular, right. regular stuff like that which I thought was really interesting because that is true. Like a lot of times you just see that from a queer character or, you know, a lesbian or, you know, whatever it is. Completely. I was like, oh, that is, that is really cool actually. And I think that in the, in this comment on Letterboxd, someone said like, I just saw myself in that. Like I am a straight woman, but like, I'm not always comfortable in very revealing clothing or things that you would normally think that a woman should wear. Completely. So I thought that was pretty cool as well. I just wanted to make a note of that. Yeah. So, you know, I think one of the things about this movie I thought was really cool, too, and I talked about it on some of my other episodes, some of my favorite movie tropes, especially in romantic movies, friends turn to lovers of course because we love you know, they were friends first, obviously. But what I also really like is it has a mix of it's always been you. I think that some people right. some people think that that is the same thing, because technically it's like it's always been you because you always my friend. But where I feel is like it's always been you is it's like that trope. You have to go through a breakup. Like you have to be a part. Yeah. And in the movie, someone has to come back and be like, it's always been you. And we get that line at the end where she's like, I've loved you since I was 11. That shit she doesn't go, go away. away. <laughs> That's <laughs> exactly right. And it's incredible. That's exactly It's right. incredible 100%. Line.
2: No, I don't think it's the same thing. And I feel like there are two reasons. One... With It's Always Been You, I think that it's inherently romantic from the jump. Like, there are a lot of movies where it's, like, it's yes, hot. Yes, you know what I'm saying? There's, yes, like, a flame. Yep. And it doesn't really ever burn out. Burn out, yes, Right? Yes. Exactly. Um, The other thing is I feel like, you know, with It's Always Been You, it's kind of, like you said, it's, like, a twin flame. It kind of feels like it's, like, a twin flame Yeah, journey. Yeah, 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 You know yeah, what yeah. I'm saying? Where it's, like, this person, like, is such a mirror for me. And right like now I'm I hate all, myself, so I'm I can't love them. always
0: going to be re reattach exactly. to them i'm always going to come back 100 yeah. percent.
2: and also like i'm playing out my greatest fears and my greatest triumphs through yes. this person yeah. right yeah so it's like the i feel like in this in specific they have to break apart because ultimately they come to a place where i feel like they're each at a standstill of my own shit is overcoming the love that i feel free yep. yep right and like there's no way for me to love you the way that i need or Actually, as I'm thinking about it, that's also one thing that I really, really love about this movie is I feel like tonight Lathan walks away at the first sign of disrespect. Like she doesn't really get, you know what I'm saying? She's like not really willing to put up with it. Like one time he fucks up and she's like, I've got other shit to do. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? In I just want the starting forgot, position in case you were thinking that I'm going to be Miss McCall. Sorry, yeah. you got to twist it. I got to go. Yeah. And I feel like we really don't see that that often. And I feel like it's also just such a testament to the fact that both of those things are at play. Mm-hmm. She's like, you're my friend. And now you actually betrayed my friendship. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, so I got to step because I thought I knew you and now you're fucking lying. Yep. So I got to go. Right. Yeah. And I feel like that tied in with the like, it's always been you. She also wasn't willing to blow up their relationship. Like, she didn't blow it up, right? She was just like, Like, you're mean. You're mean to me. Yeah. Loved.
0: Do you... Personally, do you like the, uh, it's always been you trope because I'm a fucking sucker for it. I'm a I'm sucker for honest. it, but
2: that's because I need to go to therapy and I'm in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a sucker for it because I love the idea of like stability and like somebody just absolutely pining after me right? and like, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody like, wants that. It, it's
0: like everyone like low key wants to like find someone that they can't live without. Right. But then... Kind but of can't goes, go with. go through a breakup. That's what I'm and saying. And then they come back. That that's not good right. thought process. Yes, but the movies they tell us that's okay.
2: Well, and like that trope is really just um about a bitch that's obsessed with the project. You know what I mean? And that is me. It's about Call me, Bobette the Builder. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like I lo- I think that I love that because I'm the kind of person that's ready to like ride it out with somebody. Yeah. Or I- previously was again i'm in therapy we want
0: to think that we are that's right right exactly
2: exactly we want to think that we are and also we want to think that that makes sense but in reality (laughs) if somebody disrespects you you leave you know what i'm saying you go yeah like it doesn't matter if you think that you love me that's not the kind of love i'm willing to accept right right now right you know what i mean so i think that like from in the toxicity space of my you know what i mean i'm like yes i love it i live for it i'm horny for it you know
0: it's always been you exactly (laughs) exactly
2: i'm like you're right it has i've always been that bitch period you know what i mean and i also am the kind of person where it's like i don't really lose love for people so i think that that really plays into something for me where it's like you can legitimately drag me through the mud and i like You don't need to be in my life ever again, but I will will always always love
0: you. uh, And I will always show up and support you if anything happens or if anything's needed or, like... Completely. That's that's really how I am, too. And I think that's probably why I love this trope so much. Because I'm like, oh, like, maybe I'm not always the one, but I'm always there for you because at at that one point, I thought you were the one, right? Yeah, completely. So, So... for me like that just means a lot. So right. I'm in the same boat.
2: Yeah. And I think like you were saying, like I think the reason why people think that friends and lovers and the always being you trope are the same thing is because I feel like they come from a similar place within me, from my perspective yes. where it's yes. like I don't need to love, like I feel like true, true love is understanding that I don't need to love you one kind of way. Yeah, Like yeah. if there is a like, for example, like it's, if it if romantic love is not where we need to be or it's not where our love, fits best i can still love you as a person that's exactly yeah. right that's exactly yeah. right and i think that like being able to own that is kind of where both of those tropes like really really touch yeah. me and then i'm an aquarius you know what i'm saying all my relationships are based on friendship Fair. astrologically Fair. so i think that friends to lovers really does it for me because a it's also organic like it as is. a person yeah i i know you're different which i would love to talk about this but um <laughs> I like don't really love like dating apps or like just meeting people randomly. Right. And I think the main reason is because I love watching people in their zone. Like I'm the kind of person where like I'm at a bar and if there's somebody that like I'm like I know I vibe with your energy, I'm watching them. Like I'm watching them talk to their friends. Right. I'm watching the way that they like you know what I'm right, saying like right, right. how like their energy develops in a space because that's how I know what your energy like
0: you know what i mean i feel like i need to defend myself no I, no I just no, got no. hold on i just got caught out on my own podcast no. be, because okay <laughs> because i actually really like what you're saying yeah first, first of all <laughs> listen i was no, not no, 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 shading no 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 but i like what you're saying though because i had a conversation actually last night with some friends yeah um and a friend asked me like how how soon do you bring a bring someone around that you're dating to see your to meet your friends right i told him i was like honestly like i don't care like i've been on a first date and been like yo my friends are out like you want to go hang out exactly yeah or or it could be like two months like completely my thing is and i think it comes from what you're saying about like i want to see how like that person right does in a social setting obviously on a date or like on a dating app like it's a it's a very one-on-one connection 100 percent. so i love to just like kind of throw someone in it and yes. like yes can you talk to my friends can my Completely. friends talk to you right and then i'm like oh, okay now i'm even more interested now what i am mean? like, you like know, yeah, all, all that stuff so.
2: yeah 100 percent. and i just think like from a dating perspective like when you're a good conversationalist like you can probably create romantic connection with anybody in a vacuum yeah right So I feel like it's that's terrifying, right? It's powerful. That's exactly right. So I feel like as a way to check myself, even it's like important for me to like immediately move into, I want us to be friends. Like I'm not trying to create like an immediate, like potent ass, like immediate connection. Um, you're
0: forcing it and it's just.
2: yeah and i just think that that is like definitely how i moved when i was younger and i was less secure about what i offered that wasn't Mm. just like you know getting a little sissy you know what i (laughs) mean like i feel like i was like a little bit less confident in that so it was easier to just like create that like very very potent like hot like let's get it you know what i mean and then maybe later i'll introduce my friends because that's important to me versus like i actually just right away want to know if you are a friend yeah. And that way, I know we're not going like, to be like, can I
0: just like be around you as a person? Can exactly. I can I be around exactly. you and enjoy myself?
2: Exactly. It will go Are from Are you trying to rock? We'll, with me? we'll
0: go from there. Exactly. Like, honestly, like, we'll go from there.
2: Exactly. Completely. So I think that, like, the friends to lovers show really hits that for me. Yeah. Because that, in an ideal world, is how I would yeah. really love any romantic connection that I've had to. You know what I'm saying? To flourish.
0: Well, I, I think it's... Uh, and not to, like, go off on a tangent too much about modern dating and whatnot, um, but, you know, why not? It matters, um, yeah. It matters. Um, I think one thing that's interesting is I think maybe why people... We watch movies and we like the friends-to-lovers idea so much is because in our own relationships, I feel as though a lot of people in, in our 20s, 30s, especially in big cities that are going on dates right. and, and dating culture is a thing. I think something that, that we tend to do is be a little less open with our romantic connections yes but even when i'm making new friends in new york city like i'm so open with them about everything right. yeah, which is course. like so weird and i think that's also why we like the friends to lovers thing so much and probably why it happens in real life a lot like yes you when, when it starts off like more platonic right. or or a friendship and, and you don't care because you're like you have this like weird sense of like this person, I already trust this person because this person is a friend. So there won't be heartbreak because it's a friend Yes, versus a romantic connection. It's like, well, maybe I need to like close myself off a little bit because there could be heartbreak completely. No, completely.
2: (laughs) You know, that's, I mean, that's absolutely it. I think that like, ultimately, like we just want to be vulnerable and i feel like when you're immediately in a romantic connection you're arming yourself you're already preparing for the worst case scenario and a lot of us are performing right yeah yeah. like you're trying to be hot you're trying to be desirable you're trying to like suss out whether or not they want the same things Mm -hmm. and i feel like with friendship you're naturally figuring out what that person's needs are just for the sake of being able to spend nice time with each other
0: yeah exactly
2: you know what i mean um but yeah what i think is even funny in the context of this movie is that like because we see the I think this is also the mistake with friends to lovers but in real life is also why it works is like you hear what they think of you in the worst right yeah, for example yeah. like deadass this man calls her a dog 3 to 4 times in this movie before they ever get in a relationship yeah, like,
0: so it's like she knows that she knows the worst he he pushes her off of a bike
2: as <laughs> As a too big of a child, Come on. you know what I'm saying. Oh, it's yeah, not like he was yeah, yeah. four. Yeah, he was not four. You no. know what I mean? They were too old for that. Yes, but you know what I'm saying? It's like she she knows the absolute worst that he can think of her, and it's not that bad from her perspective. And yeah. I feel like yeah. that's what happens in friendship, right? Like you're right. you're yeah. seeing somebody, and even just like she sees the way he treats other women for a long time, right? Yeah, before yeah. Same they ever thing, get same together. thing with
0: like friends, like you see them go on dates, and you're like, oh, okay, like right. You know, like you completely. see how they move, and you you understand things completely, so, yeah.
2: yeah, and like you see how they do date like just why they would date somebody, which I think right. also keeps people, you know, like with her, like it takes her a really long time to feel like she can open up and even be honest about her feelings, right. and I think they start to bud the more that jealousy builds up of just like, oh, he I noticed that he likes girls who are hyper feminine i noticed yeah. that he likes girls with big titties i noticed that he likes girls <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah, exactly yeah. you know what i mean so it's like i think that's exactly what the friends of lovers yeah. trope offers well, us
0: well that, that that brings me to a random note that i have i thought it was like kind of funny <laughs> um, when they're in they're in the car and q's defending gabrielle union for you know being comfortable with her sexuality and he's like what's wrong with that that's fine right honestly a great message but I thought it was funny because it seemed very out of place for his character. I just like, I was just kind of laughing to myself about it.
2: 100. Well, you know what? (laughs)
0: Like, great message, but. Exactly.
2: Messenger. (laughs) Good message. I think, I think the context of what is it? Like, I feel like both of his parents are
0: relatively sex positive. Like, yeah, sure. weirdly, I mean, you know, what I I'm guess. Saying? Yeah. I mean, they were just like fucking in the other room. You know what I'm
2: saying? Exactly. His yeah. mom, his mom was like, I don't care if you're fucking, but don't get anybody pregnant. Yeah, you know what, what I'm saying? That's very true. You know, like she didn't really, cause I feel like also like she's, she's your standard, like very, very hot NBA wife. Yeah. And so she already knows the terms and agreements of dating, uh, yeah. of women being around right, hot, right. successful men. Right. Right. And like, she knows how she would move. So I also think that that obviously later on that ties into a lot of like their their trauma and his personal yeah, growth, which yeah. we'll get to.
0: How attractive was Omar Epps as a lead role extremely. in this film? Yeah, you said, you said that very extremely. fast. Do you have any other? Do you have any other words? Is that we want to leave it at that?
2: Very much hot, <laughs> um, extremely steamy.
0: Okay, I got a question for you now. Uh huh. Which version of Omar Epps do you like? Do you like Hot Shot High School Omar Epps? Do you like I have a goatee now. I'm a little older, Omar Epps. Uh-huh. Or at the end, you know, he's seen. You know, you know, he's been around. He's
2: looking tired, right? So I think, Which one I, you, like? you know, it's like I love dad energy, but he was he was looking like he went on a very very long right. road trip. Yeah. At the end, that that, you, that ACL recovery yeah. is tough yeah, work. Tough. Okay. <laughs> exactly. He's running in pools and shit. Exactly. Like that's hard. Exactly. Um, you know what I would say I don't know, I don't wanna be like horny and be like, I love him as young, but I do think I love him as young. He
0: was a good jock. Like, yeah he, like really played the the jock role. Right. Well. Right. Yeah. No. Completely
2: well also I just think that like he was like maximum pretty boy when he yeah. was younger. Like oh, even yeah, just like yeah, his yeah. like early college days. And that's really kinda that's a bit of me. That's that's, fair. that's my type. You that's know what fair. I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah, I love that. I love that. The goatee, like. I,
0: I, I, I thought it was just funny how they gave him a goatee, goatee. To, to, to look five years age older.
2: <laughs> that's exactly. They said, we're going to age you What a can bit. we do? exactly goatee, goatee. <laughs> yeah it's
0: it, it, like actually kind of worked i'm like oh I oh, like, no, oh yeah no work. he's older yeah 100 yeah. also <laughs> at the, the time NBA.
2: goatees were like a like mid-20s late 30s black that's... man staple like yeah, fair, legitimately yeah. the goatees were rocking <laughs> and you know what i think that also like something about it was very like even though you have a goatee right now i still love you that was a message of acceptance. You know what I mean. This is a message oh of acceptance. God. Even though I, you I've have had a goatee, goatee. I've
0: already. had a goatee before. I'm not shocked at all by that. I, I, this
2: is a white man that listens to Drake. Nobody be shocked.
0: I, Nobody I, sh- be I shaved sh- it very fast. <laughs> I shaved it. I shaved it off very fast. Like this isn't for me.
2: I feel like a goatee is one of those things that men get because they listen to their male friends give them advice about beauty. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, like to be like, fair, oh, I yeah, don't think bro. I'm... It's gonna be super hot, bro.
0: And then like literally nobody's rocking with it. To be fair, I don't know if any of my male friends were ever like, get a goatee, dude, it's sick. (laughs) I I think it was more like, you know, I have facial hair. Let me try something else. Right, completely. There's a reason I don't do that anymore. (laughs) Right,
2: absolutely. But the point is, you put your leg in the game, and that's it.
0: You know, sometimes you got to try it out a little bit. Um, So before we get into our categories, I'm going to go through my big wins of the movie.
2: Okay.
0: So first big win, childhood crushes. We love a good childhood crush that turns Absolutely. out to be, you know, it works. We have another big win for sports bras. Lots of sports bra shots in this movie, Many. like a lot, actually. Many. so big win for the sport bra industry community um, And for I, lesbians. I in let, yeah. <laughs> I'm, for I'm, I'm sure for there. there yeah, there are some yeah scenes, exactly. There's some very formative scenes in this movie. Uh, yeah, 100%. Um, big win for USC. Just like. I thought it was really interesting i think a lot of times in sports movies in movies i guess in general sometimes you don't get the licenses for you try to avoid messaging for yeah so i I just like that that was really cool you had dick vitale and everything so that was pretty cool um we got a big win for sneaky links because they are just always sneaking around (laughs) that's right that's right um so i say sneaky links in the verb term of it they are literally sneaky linking exactly they are not exactly. themselves sneaky links for each other but
2: they i think there's also wins there as well for the sneaky links that are involved in the movie
0: i mean that is true one of them um gets to go out to like lunch but that's right in front of monica that's like, what i'm
2: saying there's so many the is that and again all of them all the sneaky Crazy. links that q dates that's are true. certified like baddies they're also like not actually even sneaky no they're not <laughs> so they're very much out. out, they're very the open. That's what I'm saying. It's a win, it's actually a win because sneaky links that, everywhere are true. looking it's big, for that. It's a big win for that's them. Right. Oh, that's right. They're trying to be worn like a handbag. And let me tell hilarious. you what, he was doing it.
0: My last big win is athletic acting. The like I said before, the, the filming was really well. Like they, they right. filmed the sports really well, but the actual movements of the players was pretty yeah, good. They were for, playing yeah. in, in context of it being a movie. Um, so I, th- I thought that was just a big win. So those are my five big wins. Childhood crushes, sports bras, USC, sneaky links, and athletic acting. So now we can get to our categories. Love it. So this is cheesiest lines. This is where we talk about the cheesiest lines in a movie. No matter how much we love these movies, there's some cheese. The first one, double or nothing. Double or nothing. I thought it was a little cheesy. Um, it, it could be cute as well. It's kind of iconic. Number two. Now, I will say, before I say this one, I love when a movie says the title of the movie yeah, of within the movie. I love it. But we have All's Fair and Love and Basketball. All's Fair and Love and Basketball, right? Also iconic. Right. But cheesy. I'm sorry. Correct. But I will say, though, what was cool about this one was she said it earlier in the movie when they were playing strip basketball and then. Exactly. He was the one that said it when they played for his heart, exactly. which I think maybe that's why I actually think it was cheesy. Specifically, I'm talking about that one. I, like, right. When they were playing strip basketball, like that was fine. Ha-ha, oh no!
2: Like, I think it's cheesy, period. Because both times it was like kind of facetious, right? Like the yeah, first yeah, time yeah. it was facetious in a funny way, and the second time yeah, was like I was funny, like, "You're being mean to her. Yeah, it just <laughs> exactly. like it was just like
0: all's fair in love and basketball. Exactly. Like this was right? a serious. Like, scene. Okay, yeah. are you trying to fight her? Um, and then three. I I feel like people will hate me for this one, but this is my this is one of my cheesiest lines. I'll play you one game, one on one, for what your heart. <laughs> come okay. on
2: that was corny it's so crazy that I actually did not even put I did not put that as one of mine but I should have because I remember literally viscerally cringing it's like, like it's bad it's bad
0: so alright Kendra do you have any cheesy lines you want to throw in the ring
2: um yes I i too said all is fair in love and basketball okay. that was my number one um, the other two I thought when they were hooping in his bedroom in Q's bedroom and she was like, "I won." He was like, "I wanted you to." I was just like, "Ugh!" Like everything, like honestly, everything about it, I was just like, "No, just let her win." You know what I'm saying? It would have been hot if she was just like, "I won," and then he was like, "No, I did." Do you right,
0: know what I'm saying? Because right. they're
2: about to hook up. Or you we, know what I mean? Or we
0: both did. Maybe something. Like you that. know what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah, the
2: yeah. "I wanted you to" like dog, get out of here. All right. What else you got? And then I got. I've been in love. And then I put. I've been in love with you since I was living. That shit won't go away. I've loved
1: you since I was 11 and the shit won't go away.
2: It is cheesy. It's cheesy in the way that you want to hear, but it's still cheesy. Do you know what I'm saying? It's still cheesy. It's not
0: corny, like get out of here, but it's cheesy. It's like, did you like, like, it's more like if you yourself said that out loud, you would hate yourself. That's what I'm saying. You
2: know, That's like, what it is. While I was saying it, i would be like, girl, stand up. Yeah. Literally. Get up. Literally. Fight back. Exactly. Fight back. <laughs> stand up.
0: Um, okay. Exactly. So we we gotta pick one, the cheesiest line. Um
2: I mean, I think we agree on all is fair in love in basketball.
0: All is fair and love on basketball. Yes. Okay, all is fair and love in basketball is really cheesy. I still think playing for your heart is really fucking cheesy.
2: No. Okay. No, I'm going to go playing for your heart because I I just like legitimately the way that that shook me to my core. It was, it needs to go. All
0: right, cool. So now we're going to talk about our top flags. We got our top red flags and top green flags. Kendra, what do you got for me?
2: Right. So there are so many red flags, sneaky link, one, two, three, four, and five. (laughs) You know what I mean? So then after that, I was like, well, first of all, the number one red flag is that he literally called her ugly until they had sex. Do you know what I'm saying? She was literally ugly to him yeah. until they had sex. Yeah. Constantly being like, oh, you're ugly and you're alone. Oh, you're going to take Spaulding to the dance. Oh, you're a dog. Three <laughs> times. So that was a red flag for moi. That might be up for debate. Um, and then, obviously, I think the fact that like Q just idolizes his dad who's like a superficial womanizer that like doesn't even come home right aka he's the real dog i think that that for me was obviously like that's a red flag i think even just in my real life i'm like if i'm dating a man and he idolizes somebody who is an anti-hero like yeah you know what i'm saying like now i know that you think you're the villain who's
0: give me give give us listeners um, yeah who are some top anti-heroes that immediately raise a red flag for for someone to idolize oh i've got a lot if if a man is like
2: really really loves bojack horseman like bye bye you know what i'm saying rick and morty gotta go all right i'm three miles away by the time you even finish saying morty um <laughs> keep going you I, no, I need to hear this. no it, we need to hear this the no, world needs to hear exactly this. it's literally endless and then of course i mean it's appropriate for where this is going joe rogan <laughs> if anybody even starts saying J-, i'm gone i don't care i don't care how you're finishing it i've got to go okay um so yeah i think those are the main ones for me also okay. it's just like i mean really like american psycho like in anything where it's oh, obviously yeah. i mean there's, a mo- there's movies
0: person. where like if a, if a guy is like i fucking love the joker
2: that's what i'm saying and it's like (laughs) oh so you are the villain and you're willing to say it like maybe i'll like ignore fight it for club. tonight uh,
0: i like fight club <laughs>
2: exactly exactly that's, a good that's one. the kind of like i'll ignore it for tonight because i'm already here
0: you know what i mean but I, I, like i'm three drinks deep 100 i think he's paying exactly you
2: know I mean? you're on demon time baby guess seen, what so you're like I. you're like
0: i've seen the movie it's all right exactly <laughs> exactly Joaquin phoenix did a good job
2: 100 well <laughs> usually at that point i like i just go in for the roast and it's like if you can rock with it then maybe yeah okay, you know what i mean fair.
0: But- um. So what else, okay, what else do you have on top? Red exactly,
2: flags. the red flags. And then I also think it's a huge red flag that Q just doesn't think that Monica's dreams are as mm. important mm-hmm. as his. Yeah. And he really only supports her as long as she's doing more poorly than he is. Like, yeah. it's like the second that he has conflict, now she needs to relinquish everything that she enjoys yep. and loves. Um And then also I just think that Q is like a literal
0: narcissist.
2: And I just feel like it's a red flag to be with somebody that only cares about superficial things when you're the exact
0: opposite. Yes, yeah, well, No. Oh, yeah. 100%. Right. That, that's just never going to work out. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I have some red flags, some, some quick ones I'll throw in. Um, someone not being able to say dick and just saying thing. Right. Like, grow up. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm well, sorry.
2: And then it's like every time they have sex, she's literally covering her titties. Like, girl,
0: <laughs> she's get just, with it. She's Get not, with it. Get in there, girl. If you're gonna be in there, it's time to play ball, bitch. That's true. I mean, yo, she's competitive. You know what I'm saying? Se- that's sex I'm can saying. be competitive. No, it is. Foreplay like, is competition. It's competitive. It is. It's foreplay is the, the layup lines before the game. That's exactly
2: right. And I know, I know she doesn't do that. I know. I
0: know. Um, so another red flag. Uh, and this happens in movies and TV shows, I feel like we've seen it before. A college guy going to a dance with a high school girl.
2: Very much sick. Boris? So happy to see you, babe. Go somewhere, jail. Actually, in, in, go
0: to jail. Wh- why is that a thing in movies?
2: Well, it, I,
0: and, and you wouldn't see it now. Right like, now, you wouldn't. For whatever reason, it, it was just like always oh, like a thing. I don't know.
2: Well, it's a thing in real life, babe. Yeah, the no, amount
0: no. of like, I'm like, I haven't been to a prom in a while. Sorry. Exactly,
2: 100. <laughs> I'm Like, it's a thing in real life. Yeah, like yeah. the amount of girls, including myself, who was like, "Oh my god, it's just like because I'm mature. Like he just loves me because I'm mature." And it's like, girl, you're a victim. And
0: I, think, I, I wish people could see my face right you know. now. I'm like, yeah, oh, God, that's Girl, bad. Girl, you're a yeah. victim. That's true. You know what
2: I mean. But like, I think this is it's it's very very common. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like now we can blow the whistle on it. Like we yeah, know yeah. it's inappropriate. But at the time, I think it made sense. You know what I mean. If you're really trying right. to stunt, you know, if right, you're trying right, to make somebody yeah. jealous. Well, I think that's
0: like maybe. I think where a lot of the movies and stuff like come from. They don't come from obviously right. like, oh, this guy is like really into this high school girl. It's it usually almost is actually used as right. a like, I want to make someone jealous, I'm gonna take a college guy. That's or, exactly or, or right. a college girl. Yes. It's so. like a catalyst for like new yeah. emotions. Exactly. Um, but yeah, red flag. Uh and then last one, someone getting mad at you for caring about your career. Like yeah, ridiculous. Dude, like what the fuck? Like ridiculous. She had curfew, like Right. I also thought that I, I personally I think that that might not have been great writing either. Yeah. No, I agree. Because I don't, I don't think that he would have actually no got mad at that. Be, because he is the one of the only ones... and she even says it. He's one of the only ones that should understand how important like basketball is to her. Yeah. So I don't understand why he I got mad. I think
2: contextually, the only way that it makes sense is that I feel like it was kind of a like a mirroring situation between. Right. His dynamic with Monica and the dynamic that he watched with his parents because he watched, yeah, 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 his, yeah. he watched his mom demand her demand that his dad come home and yeah. like quit being so concerned with anything that's not the home. Right. And fair, then fair. I feel like he then turned around and tried to weaponize that. Like he feels the most like closeness yeah. with his mom. Yeah. And he turned around and tried to weaponize that against Monica. Right, so I feel like yeah. there was like a little bit of mirroring there that made sense from a, like a personal to like a personal to personal level. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think that like most literally as like a, like a nineteen year old twenty year old man like who plays basketball and that's their connection. Like it just didn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. So you got any green flags for me for this movie?
2: Okay. Yes. I think a huge green flag, which is the whole premise of the movie, is the fact that they have a common they have a common interest in love outside of each other. Right. Like having common interests is incredibly important and actually not a lot of people really have them. That's good. Um, and then I think the, another green flag was Q ultimately once he no longer was even in a relationship with her, was not technically like responsible for her feelings, Mm -hmm. challenging Monica on her relinquishing her dreams to play basketball. And I, and I feel like it was a, huge like i think that that was part of his accountability like yeah. he knew yeah. subconsciously that he was well,
0: a, and that's why he called her he he said he called I, you know you, you don't you don't call someone right. about stuff like that if you don't feel some type of guilt or or right and know. just connection like yeah. i feel like he was just yeah. like
2: i know that i did this i know that i don't want to lose you mm-hmm. so yeah i think that like th- you know the part where she's like stumbling back from the bank and he catches her and he like continues to press like why would you give up? Like nobody loves basketball yeah. as much as you. Why would you give that up? And I feel like that was like, A, just a really vulnerable moment between the two of them that I yep. loved. But I think that it's a green flag to have a partner or somebody that loves you, period. Um, regardless of what they're benefiting from you, challenging you to be your best and to do things that you love. Yep. That was great. And then I think one green flag across the board, and I've mentioned this a couple of times already, but I just love it because I think it's the huge crux of why this movie has good writing mm-hmm. is that they both challenge their parents' role and like harmful patterns and dynamics that they yeah. behave in throughout the movie. And for Q, a lot of that is like toxic masculinity, superficiality. Um, and for Monica, I think it's like femininity being imposed on her, yeah, in her own personal confidence, and also how that interacts with her, like n- almost need for Q's validation.
0: Yeah, all right, so I had two green flags um talked about one of them already defending a woman for owning her sexuality green flag mm-hmm. uh if it's sincere i guess i should throw in there love it <laughs> we love a sincere a, a sincere green flag exactly okay. um and then someone remembering your exact stat line right i have the little emoji here too with the little the like, four offensive rebounds little, yeah that's
2: right yep i felt that in my heart that
0: was, oh, that was exactly great. and then well you know at the end too when they're in the hospital he even says too like I wanted to call you for when you got all American and stuff. Like, so he right, exactly. been, and just, when like, magic just died. like someone, yeah. And when magic died, I think just like someone paying attention to things because they know you like them is, right. yeah, of course. I th- we, I think we all need a little more of that. Yeah, of course. All right. So now we are at our most DMable dialogue category. So, you know, modern dating is it's on apps. It's on Instagram. It's on Twitter. We DM stuff. So this category is just lines of dialogue that could be used in a modern dating scenario like a DM slide. So Kendra, I'm going to read some of these to you. I want you to, you know, let me know what you think. If if someone, you know, swiped up on a little selfie and and, and said this maybe, all right? Okay. First one, pretty simple. You want to be my girl? You want to be my girl? Period. Pretty usable, right? (laughs) I mean, very usable. Straight, straight to the point. I
2: love a straight shooter. Straight to the point. I love a straight shooter. Absolutely.
0: Okay, so we also have um, that's a lot of beaten.
2: Oh my god. Okay, I thought about that and I was like, that is an incredible joke, but I literally <laughs> cannot figure out the context in which you would say it. But even, well, also even just him saying it to her, what he said to her was like, if what was it? What if, did he
0: if, say? If, if my mom catches me, catch me
2: with like a like a catches like a. A girl as bad as you. She in, beat in the, the black cri- off me. She <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> said that's a lot of beating. beaten. I <laughs> but, love it. Um,
0: I thought uh, beaten could be taken, you know, in a sexual...
2: Right, yeah, absolute yeah, period, yeah. exactly. Also, like, in the con- like I feel like in the context of a DM, it's, like, hot. It's
0: cute. <laughs> or creepy. It's up to the person that sends it and right. who receives it. D- it depends
2: on how many DMs we've exchanged so far. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, so, I got another one here. Good lord, look at that booty. I just want to lick the sweat off of it.
2: That's what Gabrielle Union says about Q while he's playing. Yep. I mean, if somebody DM'd that to me, I, I would call the police. People have DM'd something very similar, um, but they were unfortunately not in the contiguous United States. So I, I didn't call. In the context of, is it
0: DMable? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, it is. And
2: the proof is in the pudding in my <laughs> other requests inbox on Instagram. Uh, That's it, correct. It is DMable. Um, yeah, and then
0: true. the last one. With the big ass titties. With the big ass titties? Just like straight up girls posting a selfie, maybe a little little, right. little boomerang of herself on the IG story. Oh my Swipe God, up I... with the big ass titties. Wait, also
2: uh, as, a se- as a segue, we're going to get to mine. But I was thinking that actually Gabrielle Union's character did a formal DM with her letter to him. Literally yes. literally, like, I'll make it worth your time. I'll make it like, worth your
0: time. Like
2: that's iconic. Yeah. That's a good one. That,
0: so that, that, that's a good line right there, then that we can DM just exactly I'll make it worth your I'll time. I'll make it
2: worth your time. Exactly.
0: That's a that's an interesting one. You know what because I mean? Because it's it's vague. It is. Just straight up, I'll make it worth your right. time. And like just even you're not even <laughs> asking someone out and saying, Will you go out with me? I'll make it worth your time. Right. You're just straight up, I'll make it worth, worth your, your time. time. Kind of
2: a and also like it, when you think about it, it's really terrifying because it, it implies it implies that somebody is going to go all the way out of their way. You know what I'm saying? They're doing it, they're yeah. doing it. And the thing is if somebody's absolutely tapped, like if somebody is so weird, who knows yeah. what we could be
0: doing. You know what I mean? Oh uh, yeah. Uh do you have any DMable dialogue? Yes.
2: No, I only had one. Okay. I only had one. Um, and I thought it was actually double or nothing. Double or nothing. And I was like, that would be an iconic DM to send somebody after they've left you on Red.
0: Yeah, that that is. Do you know what I'm saying? That is a pretty good one. Like,
2: that's a way to come back, like double or nothing. I'm gonna use that. You know what I mean? I'm <laughs> up in the ante. Exactly. <laughs> so there I'm, you go. Look that. at me.
0: Look at me. Um, I actually I just thought of another one too. Um, when they're at the prom, and her prom date, uh, is asking like, what can I do to make you have a good time like he says i'm having a good time with you what what can i make you do to have a good time, good time with, with me? me so just that line what can i make you do to have a good yes. time
2: with me yes yes i love that i love that that's a good one yeah very good very good
0: all right so what 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 would you like in your in your dm which one
2: i think that none of the ones that we wrote down but i i, I do i do really really think that we should go with the um i'll make it worth your time
0: yeah yeah 100% okay yeah i'll well, make it worth your time yeah period just we go. Just, just straight up all right, so now we're gonna to go to our hottest scenes. You know, I think there's a lot of good, good ones in Love and Basketball. So I'll, I'll go first. I'll, I'll list some of these out. Um, you can let me know if I forgot anything. Mm-hmm. So the first one I have is the first sex scene. Now I don't actually think it's necessarily a hot sex scene, but the patience and the exploration of both of them kind of being unsure if this is actually what they want to do, but like. They do. Like they're they're into each other. I think that, mm-hmm. that would I think like the way it was handled was hot, yes. if that makes sense. Yes,
2: one hundred percent. I almost put that one down. I ended up not because I felt weird about like they're like supposed to be like 17. So I felt weird about that. Yeah. But you I, know what I'm, I'm saying? In context, yeah, in context, yeah, yeah, yeah. in context, obviously, obviously, obviously. But I feel like like you said, like it's not hot. It's not hot because it's steamy and because it's a fantasy. It's hot because it's real. Yes. Right. And like those moments, I feel like even just like without their naivety, there are moments like that where you're like with somebody that you can just be like playful with. Yep. And like, even just like when like pulls out his dick and she's like, Oh, and he's like looking at her titties, you know what I'm saying? Like, like those like little like moments where they're just, I feel like so delighted, like to explore each other and like to see each other in that way after having been in a friend dynamic and, grown up together and teach to other as children right yep. so that was like really really sweet it was hot yeah exactly hot exactly
0: so i got the final game of one-on-one as another one um you know they're sweating they're getting physical yeah um like yeah. just like their bodies are touching like yes in, and we know what they're playing for his heart
2: exactly so and it's hot. also it's like immediately after like monica like turns around like takes off her shirt and like has the sports oh bra, yeah like, yeah yep. very, yeah very
0: very very true she's playing in a sports bra exactly um we have the strip basketball scene it, it's like cute hot if that that's, makes that's sense it's not me. like super sexy or anything but yeah that is it is hot because i think also just like what it implies like no matter who wins who loses right they all win in the end you know? exactly, exactly. <laughs> um and then i have gabrielle union dancing at the prom <laughs> personally for
2: i me, was i was going to say the same thing and i didn't write it down but we, we yes. get a little
0: like two or three seconds yes I'm
2: like, oh, well also honestly the whole that whole scene was just hot because everybody like i thought about that Every time I watch this movie, I was like, "The dancing is hot because again, yeah. because it's a black movie. Mu- like it's a black movie, yeah. so everybody is really genuinely dancing and dancing well. Mm-hmm. And like right now, it's kind of weird because it's it's different dance moves.
0: You know what I mean? But they were giving. That is interesting. What you just said. Are you refer- referencing like our modern world of TikTok? Is yeah, that what ex- you mean by exactly. like now it's different?
2: Now it's air traffic control. Yeah, wow. we're doing air traffic control. <laughs> should but like in that scene okay, they I... were like straight up grinding like yeah they were like getting it, i have you know what i mean? have
0: a um i have a content idea mm-hmm. i want to take some of these tiktok kids mm-hmm. want to sit them down and have them watch like older movies and
2: see if they think it's good dancing yeah yeah you should wow you should i mean they would be like wow like their hips are moving in a direction they're, that makes sense that's weird they're touching exactly. there's not there's not dance steps there's... They, they don't, don't, like they they don't, don't need act, a six foot radius in order. To...
0: They don't actually know this song. They have rhythm and they can just dance based exactly. on the beat and the yeah, wow. yeah.
2: No, the kids the kids they literally need to stay six feet apart, not for safety, but in order to do all of their routine.
0: Yeah, or else someone's taking an elbow to the eye or That's something. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> all right. Did you have any uh scenes that you want Yes.
2: Wanted? My number one hottest scene was um them hooping in Q's college dorm. Yep. I thought that was genuinely hot um, because it was intimate. Like, we, like, actually, like, saw them, like, being, like, adults and, like, having that intimate, like, moment of, like, playing around. Like, she, like, throws something at him. Yep, yep. You know what I mean? And then also just the, like, he dead ass just takes his dick out. She's like, where's the D? And he's like, it's here. Oh, wait, that's also a corny line. We should have put that in. Wow. That's a hella cheesy line. I never thought about that. Yeah. But yeah, you know what I'm saying. He's dead ass whips his dick out. It's like period. Okay. Um, and yeah, I felt like the whole thing was foreplay. Yeah, yeah Do You know yeah, what I'm right, saying? Right. Like we're really we like, layup lines. <laughs> yeah, like we see them straight up go from being, you know, 18, having no foreplay, not even knowing her, still not even be able to say the word penis, right? To them, her being like, "Wow, his dick is out. Let's ride." Yeah, you know what that's I mean? Fair. So that was fun. That's right. Exactly. Literally. That's fun. Exactly. <laughs> Um, and then the kiss after prompt, like they I thought what was hot was like even before they got into, into the, room. Yeah, 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 exactly. And
0: I, I, I originally actually had like the first kiss and then I kind of just like lumped it all in, but exactly. that's fair to, to break it up.
2: Yeah, yeah. 100% like when they're like outside and even just like, I think the lead up of them both realizing that they're both going to USC yeah. and like, so obviously like realizing that that means that they can be together. Like yep. there was like a moment where they're like, we can be together. Yep, you know yep, what I mean? Yep. And, and she made the first move. Monica made the first move. She kissed him. Yeah, I love that. I absolutely love that. I was like, period.
0: It, and it makes sense too, because like throughout the movie, like before that, like he never really showed. Like we of knew. Her like knew. Yeah, we never yeah. knew if he really yeah. showed her. They they showed some shots of him, kind of like admiring her on the court. But right, it was more in a basketball way. Yes. But
2: like seemed... she was clearly genuinely pining after yeah. him. Yeah, but exactly. also
0: like, I don't, I don't know if tricking someone into a kiss is um, acceptable, but.
2: No, yeah, I think that she misread the situation.
0: Okay, maybe it's that. Yeah, I think okay. that she
2: was awkward and misread the situation, but I do love the fact that she did it.
0: Okay, fair, fair, exactly. Uh, th- did you have any other uh, hottest scenes?
2: Um, yes, and then the kiss after they played for Q-Tar. Of course, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The, and just the whole scene. Yeah, the whole scene. The whole scene. The whole yeah. scene.
0: I I would say, to be honest, I think that's my hottest scene. That that whole scene. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think I think that that's like the obvious. I think that's the obvious culmination point.
0: And I just want to throw an honorable mention for Gabrielle Union dancing. Dancing. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. All right. Now we have the Prince Charming effect. So this is the representation of men in romantic media, whether that's books, movies, songs, whatever it is, that lead to some unrealistic and idealistic beliefs in women that then lead to lessened relationship satisfaction. Mm -hmm. So, Kendra. Is there any yes. things that happen in this movie that lead to the Prince Charming effect? Let me hear them.
2: Yes. So I think that this is actually a really, really interesting segment for this movie in specific because none of them mm. are super obvious. Yeah. It's not like like sweep right. you off your feet kind of deal because they have the it's always been you and friends to lovers. Yeah. dynamic, okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like that's not there's so, no, so. There's no
0: courting. There's no, nothing right. like where the guy is doing things specifically to that's, make that's the girl fall That's hyper romantic. Love. Exactly. Yeah. Okay.
2: But I think that it represents the Prince Charming effect, which I think translates more to how love dynamics actually happen now. Okay. Where, like, women don't necessarily realize that they're being Prince Charming because the, like, expectations are in fucking hell.
1: Uh. Do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, the
2: expectations for being dated right now are in hell because it's always like, okay, what are you doing? Da-da-da-da. All right, let's hit the crib. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like the expectations are just so, so low now that, like, it kind of matches up. Okay. And a couple of them was like, the fact that I feel like he comes in and he wants her to be most comfortable with the fact that her she has life security by way of being with him. That is what he feels about her the entire time until the end. That
0: is interesting. He literally okay. says,
2: what does it matter? Nothing will ever be as like significant or like important about your career as being Mrs. McCall. Is that like, He's good, just, though. No, 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 <laughs> no. But okay, I do okay. think my point is, I do think that ultimately the idea she doesn't of... value that. But I feel like a lot of that's that's the a, toxicity a, of y- Prince Charming. Y-
0: and you're saying that a lot of women, I, I, a lot of women through movies and media feel as though security is a Prince Charming. That's effect. OK. Gotcha.
2: That's exactly that's gotcha, exactly gotcha, right. Gotcha. Okay. And I think that like in other movies, he would explicitly just be doing that and wouldn't say it.
0: Do you know what I'm saying? And that's, and like that's, that's kind that's, of why we don't actually like feel that in this that's exactly right. But yeah. I think ultimately I like that. Okay. Yeah. That's I awesome. think
2: ultimately that is like a thing, right? Is like you're just like, I want security and um, this person's legacy, like, is a huge part of why I'm with them. I think yeah. that it actually okay. traditionally is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Cool. What What else do you have? Um.
2: And then I feel like the like he loved her when she was like ugly and unruly, and that's why she was loyal to him, right? Like, yeah. He made her feel sh- she was sexy when nobody else did, but he also created the dynamic in which she felt ugly. So I think. I think that that kind of is a Prince charming effect, right? Where we're hopeful. Like a lot of women, I think people in like are hopeful. Before the glow up. You love basically. me when I'm down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you love yeah. me when I'm you're, down. You're,
0: you're there for me. Yep. That's
2: exactly right. And in that way, he also kind of saves her from her feeling of ugliness.
0: I think that is something that we see in a lot of movies too, where it's like you were with them before, before the glow up, like before right. that big thing that happened. Right. So,
2: right. Yeah. And then the other thing, like you kind of mentioned earlier how like it was like quite sweet the fact that he always like takes notes of her stats he's always watching her and like he's watching her output, Mm -hmm. right? And that that makes her desirable to him, the fact that she just like is a winner.
1: Mm -hmm. You know what I mean?
2: And like has that hustle. I think in throughout the movie obviously he like keeps up with her because of things that he knows that she loves, like when magic dies I feel like to some extent that's also kind of again a more covert Prince Charming effect that applies more to our life today, where we can't expect men to just be so obsessed with us. We can't expect anybody that we're dating I think, yeah, to like I, know so much about us, right? And,
0: and I think that that goes with like both genders, it, how, literally any how, day, heterosexual, like, homosexual, like whatever exactly. it is, like because in this this world that we're living in right now, like it's it's like, do I like this person? Yes or no, blah blah blah. If I don't like them, I can find someone else. That's mm-hmm. you don't really take the time to like get to know them through the things they like
2: that's exactly right and i feel that in this situation in specific we go oh he remembered something about her that he should know because he's known her for 30 years while also never really supporting her right right yeah, Do you know what i'm yeah. saying like and i think that that's also just how people in general kind of become attached to each other without finding like real love in real life mm-hmm.
0: um i have one really quick prince charming effect a man taking your coat for you some old school gentleman stuff right you don't see that too often
2: yeah oh my god yeah and then like <laughs> we're talking about with boris right yeah
0: yeah yeah that's...
2: exactly it was, and he was just like can i get you a drink like can i do da da yeah. right like he was very yeah, Na- very do. nice stuff despite the fact that and... he was uh, grooming her
0: <laughs> relax <laughs> she wanted to make Q jealous she
2: did 100
0: um but yeah no i think that that's that's one also like If that is actually something that you see in movies and and is not happening in a relationship, you need to... Get gone. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's not the movie's fault. No,
2: exactly. Exactly, I agree.
0: Okay. All right, now we are at the point in the podcast called Lovable Baggage, where I take you through some research um, because, you know, every movie has some baggage just like every lover. So once Spike Lee jumped onto this movie to produce, he believed that the female lead should have believable basketball skills, so the director Gina Prince Bythewood or Bythewood, sorry if I, uh, sorry if she ever hears this, but if sorry she does, if she, if she does hear this, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Um, she saw over seven hundred people for the part of Monica and saw actors, ball players, people who had never acted before in their life, finally came down to Sena and Naisha Butler. If I'm saying that correctly, a star player at Georgia Tech and the 1999 ACC Conference Rookie of the Year. So a legit basketball player almost got this role. Wow, that's crazy. Um, But before uh, we see Monica Wright played by uh, Dana Lathan, she went with a basketball coach for two months
2: wow i mean i think it showed it, it paid off it really showed way. like
0: she was like putting the ball between her legs like right. she was like dribbling Yeah, with she some, was dribbling yeah, dribbling she with nice some handling. conviction like in in her jump shot looked pretty good too i think that's pretty awesome and two months uh with a coach like
2: is actually not a long time either not a long time at yeah, all. especially if you
0: have never played before like, yeah like, no it's she put not in a lot. Work. so another thing i found out so after playing a smooth talking player and waiting to exhale dennis Haysbert also known as Q's dad, also known as the Allstate commercial guy. That's right. Uh, He was hesitant to play another cheater. He told Jet, the magazine, that he took the role because then I saw the emphasis was going to be on the father-son relationship. That was Mm. something that was close to my heart.
2: Wow, that's powerful because it's so true. Like, ultimately, his infidelity was supposed to be a tool to connect. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I also thought that it was just interesting that he didn't want to play another role that was a cheater. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was interesting. Um I think there's also some dynamics there too where like as a black actor in nineteen ninety five, if you start taking certain roles, whether whether it's a cheater or not, if you start what, taking certain roles. You're pigeonholed. you're pigeonholed. Um, mm-hmm. so that also just says a lot about Hollywood as well.
2: One hundred percent.
0: So the scene where so the scene where Monica is pushed and receives a scar was actually added because Santa Lathan has the scar on her cheek in real life. Anyways, yeah. Which, cool. I guess. Like, you yeah. didn't need to. I would have been fine. I wouldn't have been like, why does she have that scar on her face? Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, that was fine. Um, Kobe Bryant can actually be seen standing on the sideline when Quincy is with the Lakers and shoots and misses a three pointer.
1: What?
0: You know, there's actually like a decent amount of players in this. I think Le- I think Lisa Leslie is in this. She is at the end, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think there was like I-, I think when I was watching it, I saw like one or two other people. Um, I think, you know, honestly, um, if magic hadn't died, it would have been great to have him in this.
2: And the thing is she could have met him. You know, He could have been at her game. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like there are so many things that could have happened where magic didn't have
0: to go. Do you think they were just like forecasting he was going to die from AIDS or HIV?
2: Yeah. Well, the thing is, it wasn't even that, like at that point, (laughs) they were just like, at that point he had already proven that he was indestructible.
0: That's true. This you know what I'm saying? Two, like he got, yeah, this was 2000. Yeah, he got
2: HIV like 20 years before that.
0: Yeah, weird. Yeah. You know, it, it made us have a cute scene of him remembering that Magic
2: right. was her favorite player. exactly. So, <laughs> we'll, exactly. we'll take it. We'll exactly. take it at the,
0: at, the, at the disposal of Magic. <laughs> sure. So this actually appeared on Entertainment Weekly's list of the 50 best movies you've never seen in July 16, 2012. So I thought that was just interesting to note because this is such an iconic movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are a lot of people that haven't seen it. And obviously that can be attri- attributed to it being a, you know, a, a, a classic in black cinema. Right. But also I do think that like, it just came out a time where like, I was six years old when this came out. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that I was like even watching movies like that yet. Right, so then, right. by by the time that I started watching movies, I wasn't going back and watching. Yeah, it an in, in <laughs> yeah, yeah it's know? an old head movie. Two thousand. Yeah. Yeah, it's an old head movie. One hundred percent. So like in a, in a weird way, I think like it, right, it almost like missed a little bit of a generation in a way. Right. Um, but also the fact that you know you can go into the, the dynamics of Hollywood as well. Yeah, totally. Why people haven't seen this? Totally.
2: But. Exactly. Yeah, and I think just I think just straight up like. Just in general, I think that people still are not primed to watch or consume media that doesn't involve them. Yeah, and because yeah. white is whiteness is the majority, like that just is what it yeah, is, yeah, yeah. right? So I feel like, like for the majority of my black friends, the reason why they've seen Love and Basketball is not because they went to go and see it's because their black parents were watching Love and Basketball. Yeah,
0: exactly. You know yeah, what I'm
2: saying? Yeah. And like there are aspects of it where there are children, right? There yeah. are children, and they're playing a sport, so it can then become a family movie. And it doesn't really rely on sex. The yeah. Movie doesn't, right, like, right. Even though like, we really could have some steamy scenes with two very hot people. So you can have your kids watching it, that's is right. what you're saying. Yeah. That's right. We that's never very, really explicitly yeah. say sex, like, or see sexual activity. Yep. So I feel like, yeah, it's kind of a family movie in black structures. And unless people you know, yeah. are, are rocking with black folks at a young
0: age, you might not see it. Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, Omar Epps and Sandy Lathan starred together the year before in The Wood. That's right. And I believe they were actually like romantically involved in that, also right? Love Interest, that's right. Um, So unbeknownst to the director of Love and Basketball, they were dating prior to the filming of this movie. Did you know that?
2: I did not know that. Yeah. I did not. That is I imagine, huge
0: news. I imagine it carried over from the wood, maybe? I don't know.
2: The thing is, that actually makes so much sense to because I was thinking, like, there are... Like, the way that they were kissing was like people who kiss. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, because it didn't feel, I don't want to explain it. It wasn't like it was like hot and heavy, and it wasn't like they knew, it was in each other's mouths. That's right. That's right. They, they knew each other's Exactly. Mouths. Exactly. They've they been there before. Yeah, They've yeah. been in there before. Exactly. Um,
0: and then this is the second film in which Omar Epps plays a character named Quincy, the first being 1992's Juice featuring mm-hmm. Tupac. You know he plays Quincy Q Powell as opposed to Quincy Q McCall. So the last one I have for you uh, is that Omar Epps has played five sports characters in his career. So back in the day, he he actually used to be in a lot before he went on House,
2: (laughs) right? Yeah, just like was a
0: doctor. He was a baseball player named Willie Mays Hayes in Major League Two. That was like a pretty big one. Yes. Uh, He was a track star in Higher Learning. Mm -hmm. He was a boxer in Against the Ropes. He was a football player in the program, and then in this, he plays Q, a basketball player. So he's like a really yeah, that's sp- bonkers sp- sporty like, like sporty person, sporty guy, yeah, like sporty guy. So he actually never played basketball in real life, though. He, I, I believe, I read that he was a wrestler and a football player. So he actually had to learn basketball too.
2: Wow, and you know, I mean, I think that makes sense interesting in context of like his general build. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, even, like, a point guard, like, usually isn't as buff as he is.
0: Yeah, he has some wide shoulders in this. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's fair, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I
2: thought about that, and I was like, I feel like his his body type is definitely, mm-hmm. probably not usually depicted that way. Mm-hmm. But, um, you yeah, know, that's fascinating. And again, I wonder if it's the, the context of just at the time, like, I think a lot of movies... That featured black men that weren't black movies were athletes. Hundred percent. Right? Yeah. For and sure. It's like, like I wonder oh, how true that is for other He's played black in this actors. movie. Let's get him in this movie. Exactly. Oh, let's get him in this movie. Let's We've get him seen in this him. movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Terrible. Completely. Terrible. And like I feel like Omar Epps also consistently plays somebody that's like a little bit like swaggy and hot.
0: You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And yeah, like he has some yeah, yeah. E- exactly. He has some like bravado about him without being braggadocious, if right. that makes sense. I think that's Braggadocious. Yeah. Love
2: that. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Big word, exactly. Big (laughs) Um, words today. Did did you have anything that you found when researching? Honestly,
2: not really. I feel like across the board, like even like on Letterbox, like we talked about this before we started recording. Like I feel like there's just a general consensus about about this movie. Like I was like specifically, like I knew you do research research, and I was like specifically looking for criticism. Yeah, like literally any of it. You know what I'm saying? And like across the board, everybody was like. It's basketball and it's love. J'adore. Right. Like, you know what I mean? You know,
0: there's there's some think pieces out there, but also, like, what doesn't have a think piece? Right. Exactly. Especially, I'm sure, like... I'm sure there's some some think pieces right. or just articles that, like when it was like the 20th anniversary. Completely. So, so it's also gotten to that point where like people yes. are going to be reviewing it on these certain specific anniversaries on the, and
2: on the context so,
0: exactly. So we're going to get some thoughts, but I think yeah like totally for the most part it was yeah. Pretty... What
2: I was even like curious about just like cultural criticism like at the time like mm, maybe yeah. how it was posed like if it was released during like specific world events or like mm-hmm. anything like that. Um, but yeah, I think just from we were kind of talking this earlier, but like I think as far as like the director Gina Prince Bythewood, like she, I think, is a very fascinating character in the context of this movie in her career and the fact that yeah. this was her zenith and her pinnacle. From the she came yeah. out from the jump, from the jump, this winning was her debut, and then it never really went classic. anywhere else. Exactly, exactly. Um, I think that's really amazing, and we kind of already discussed this, but like I just think that she as a director is fascinating because she was a black female director directing a time where she was probably one of one
1: mm-hmm. essentially. Yep.
2: And she created a rom com that could connect with so many people at home. I think in a way where she posed a heroine and a female character from the female gaze. Yep. Um. While like Nora Ephron was kind of doing the same thing, and Nora Ephron is known for creating heroines that are not are not like as we say on the internet, written by men. Men. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. They don't. They don't even have the context of being written by men. Like yeah. their attachment to the male characters as straight women has nothing to really do with the fact that they want to be swept off their feet. They really feel so founded in who they are. And I think that Gina did something very, very similar with this movie by context of what was going on around her in the film world. And and we
0: said, you know, in the beginning of this, just how ahead of its time it was. And it it just kind of calls back to that, just being ahead of its time in certain things. All right, next up, Lessons in Love the best advice that we get from a character in this movie, it doesn't necessarily have to be about love. However, we do like those as well. So Kendra, what do you got for me?
2: I think there were a few things that I was like, if it's not the best, it is significant and Mm -hmm. really played into their understanding of love. And I think the first was like, um, when Q's dad, when he goes like, I can't, well, he's like, shit, I can't do this. When Q was writing the like, sorry letter to Monica after he fucked up her face.
0: Oh yeah. 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 And his
2: dad goes, you, if you say can't you're not a man
0: right mm, right
2: and like i feel like toxic. that exact toxic toxic right but like to some extent i know that like at some point we were all watching it before we were old and i was like exactly determination yeah, exactly yeah, yeah right yeah. like we would have been like oh hashtag that's motivation. great advice exactly exactly hashtag hustle porn but i think that like I think that it informed a lot about how Q felt about love yeah. where he was like I think that he really really did believe like you ride or you die and that's yep. why it was so hard for him to understand how his dad did his mom the way that right, he did right. and also why then Monica couldn't be there in his mind for, for him, him even though he was it always would be there. Curfew. That's right. Exactly. Yeah, like yeah. I feel like that really really was okay. that did shape his idea of love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and then I think also the advice that I think Monica gives herself or like it's less of advice but i feel like her like musing on her idea of how her life pans out when she says when you're a kid you see life the way you see the life you want and it never crosses your mind that it may not turn out that way good i yeah exactly i felt like that was like while not necessarily advice also like really introspective to the point that it developed a the storyline their personal love within the movie Mm -hmm. again because that was the point where they were coming together again their twin flame journey and realizing that like i'm a human being like i'm not i'm not hashtag hustle porn right right like i need to have a life where like i'm loved and like am able to fulfill my role as a person yeah and not just this thing that i've attached myself to because i want to make my parents proud yeah i think that that is ultimately how they were able to truly truly love each other and
0: that's a it's a great lesson like yeah exactly to to call back to like the category like it is a lesson yeah totally that's good
2: totally i think that that's really solid And then I think there was, again, less explicit advice that's just not within the language. But I think a couple things that, like, were pretty obvious was, like, within their relationships with their parents, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I feel like over time, like, they came to understand that, like, it wasn't black or white for how they saw their parents navigate through their own trials and tribulations. I think specifically also, like, their moms. Yeah. Like, he with his mom, I think he, like was able to understand her hurt and that she wasn't just like dogging his dad right and I think that's also maybe how he even saw his relationship with monica right yeah. like why is she yeah, was dogging me and it's like well no you have to be emotionally available yeah to people right like so we saw that pan out yeah and then i think what was really really powerful we haven't really talked about this yet but like um monica's relationship with her mother yeah that yeah, was yeah. a very powerful scene when she told her like it did matter like when her yeah. mom was like it didn't you had However many games it didn't matter, you know, it didn't matter whether I was there. She goes, It did matter, yep, right? And, and just then
0: like she gets slapped in the face, yeah, exactly, which is insane, crazy, why did that literally
2: happen? crazy as an adult, why did as that happen? an adult, exactly. <laughs> I was like, There's a lot of violence in this woman's face is going through it, why exactly. Did that but you're right, you're right, you're you right. know what I mean. Yeah. I felt like that was like really powerful because she was able to own the fact that like it wasn't a dichotomy between like being a housewife and being yeah. an assertive like a very physically and emotionally assertive person even through the way of sports which is obviously like so volatile and aggressive yeah i think that like she understood like there is a kind of like interdependence that you could have in a relationship um and that was played out through that conversation with her mom
0: so i got i got some for you i got two for you this is direct dialogue when you get mad at me i gotta give you flowers so, I love it. That's good advice for, I love for it. people out there. Sure. Um, now, don't hide things by throwing money at it and hoping pl- problems will go away. Right. However, the advice there is give, give someone some flowers give someone every flowers. now and then. Yeah, I agree. You know? I agree. And then, um, <laughs> lastly, girl, please. There's all... <laughs> girl, please. There'll always be McDonald's. Stop. It's great advice. There's always McDonald's around
2: and i'll tell you what that actually failed me the other night i was out i ordered mcdonald's because the last thing open, dead ass this is i'm so hey, serious. it happens it happens on friday it was the last thing out when i got away from this party and i was looking forward to it because i hadn't really eaten before i went which yep. was already a mistake i get home they had already accepted my order it'd been like 45 minutes i was like where's my food they cancel on no me. no 45 minutes after i ordered it and i was already fighting sleep in order to not have to go to bed spinning so mcdonald's was not there for me that time but i will say that by and large that is
0: there will always be one (laughs) it will will be around (laughs) and it
2: might be open that's right
0: now we have write me a letterbox so letterbox is an app if you don't know about it uh, where you can review movies leave some funny reviews that's what a lot of people do um, but there's also some sin- sincere ones as well. And you can actually follow your friends on it so you can see what they're watching. It's a, it's a pretty cool app, actually. This is where we just pull some of the reviews from that, uh, some of the funny ones. There really wasn't that many funny ones for this, mm-hmm. though. They uh, were so sincere. They were very sincere. So earnest. And I was really surprised mm-hmm. because... In my experience, no matter what movie you're doing, there are some really funny reviews. They find
2: anything to roast. It's, you know what I it's, mean? Something. It's
0: really, it's really fun to actually go through the reviews of movies on there. But my first one here that I found is, if I could play one-on-one with someone for their love, life would be so much easier. That's true. Santa Lathan taking off her shirt at the end in her sports bra is still the hottest shit ever.
2: Formative. Absolutely. Yeah, very,
0: very good. And then lastly... Every day I wake up and think how tall I would have been if my mom let me play basketball when I was a kid. Sad face. <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> like that's the funny shit that I'm used to on, yes. on Letterboxd. Um, no, that's hilarious. Did, did you did you find any?
2: Um I dug through some sincere ones and actually this there is I took out like a part of one of the reviews on Letterboxd because she was deeply sincere and then at the very end she goes vegan alert colon and then lists several situations in which there is even, they're even alluding to meet one. She goes, Quincy's friend is about to order some wings. Quincy took his new date to Burger King in reference to a barbecue. <laughs> and I was like, girl, who does that? Like, Listen, Uh, I appreciate, I absolutely appreciate any kind of lifestyle, but why do you need a trigger?
0: I I would love to see her top 10 most vegan alert movies. That's the thing. I'm curious. I really want to know.
2: I know. I probably, I need to go to her profile because now also I need to see what she's commenting. I'm like.
0: That's incredible. Wow.
2: Right? I didn't know that people did that. No. A trigger warning Uh, for being a vegan.
0: Also first date at Burger King.
2: Well, and that's the biggest trigger there, right? It's not even about the, (laughs) it's not even about being vegan. It's a trigger warning for ain't shit. That's what it is. It's a trigger warning for ain't shit behavior. Nah, but but
0: the chicken fries dropped. Yeah, exactly. They dropped the chicken fries, though. Now, if it's a first date to Burger King for the chicken fries. That's a different story. It's a different story. It's a different story. It's a different story. <laughs> a different story. Exactly. In our last category, we're just going to talk about what we would have changed throughout this movie. Mm-hmm. So I touched on it very, very briefly earlier. Um I think the cast was r- really good. I do think that... Just in hindsight, watching it in 2022, I might have changed the actress that plays Q's mom. Just, mm. just thinking that could have been a stronger, stronger presence, maybe. Totally. Um, because you actually get like a decent amount of scenes with her with her it's not like it's just like yeah she's like his dominant parent yeah yeah you know it's not like we're just casting someone to be his mom it's like no this is like she's gonna do some heavy lifting on some of the 100 percent. so i i I just think i i don't know in my head who i would have in there but Mm. i might have just had someone a little more notable recognizable
2: no i agree because i felt like she was really like What's the word? Like, I feel like it would have been better if she were, like, a black Christina Mm Hendricks. You know what I'm saying? Somebody that, like, is very obviously, like, a siren and, like, very, like, in her power. Because that's how she got there. Do you know what I'm saying? I feel like we, like, didn't really see that. Mm -hmm. But that's how she got there. And I feel like they tried to play into that by giving... They gave her, like, several deeply emotional roles. Like, they gave her... Or scenes. Like, they gave her the one where Q comes in and she's crying. She's obviously, like, having, like, her... Severe emotional breakdown, yep. and then also when she throws her jewelry back in yeah, is that, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? And it's like it just didn't feel appropriate because she is so meek. Like even like her voice and like her physical presence is so meek. I think that's kind of you what know it. It, it yeah. was like yeah. I feel like she just needed like a little vavavu. <laughs> yeah.
0: So another thing I have down here is that <laughs> this movie is two hours long, but they're only together after reconnecting for like two minutes of the movie or something. Yeah, exactly. So like you can only fit so much in a movie when you are showing two people's lives, basically. So, like, it, it's bizarre because you get two hours, but you hardly get them together once they've reconnected. Uh, in, in like, in what I mean reconnected, like, after the, the playing one-on-one scene. Right, right. Um, you don't really get them that much. But then you also, at the same time, don't really get much info about their relationship in their teenage years. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know what the the fixes for this because, I mean, you can't make a three-hour movie. Uh, I mean, I guess you could. They but certainly like, tried, yeah. But, like, you know, like, you also don't understand their relationship as teenagers because when Q's parents are fighting, he comes over to her room and sleeps on, the like, the ground.
2: Right. But, like, we
0: have no understanding of, like, that's how close they are. Right. We're told they're that close because of that That action, one scene. Which I yeah. guess also works within the the context of like we can't show everything but mm-hmm. i think it would have just been interesting to see maybe a little bit like give one scene maybe right um because even in high school i mean like you get a scene of them q gives her a ride home right exactly and they're kind of like ragging on each other but you're like
2: right but it still feels like, like they rarely they talk though yeah As- yeah it it's like, like, are like they, they friends really though talk. like yeah yeah and then i i feel like even just in that scene it would have been nice if he went over there and they spoke you know, I'm saying, yeah. you know, what like even, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, like even in that scene, like if they were really trying to build that intimacy, like if they went over there and he was saying, like, yeah, you know, like it's happening again, like whatever, mm-hmm. like to imply that they have met on an intimate level over, and over like this is their meeting place. You yeah,
0: know? yeah, yeah. So another thing that I have in here, um, and I want to be, I want to preface this. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about music. Um, this mm-hmm. is a black film. Yes, I am not black. Um, for anyone that doesn't know. <laughs> um, you don't know. <laughs> and um, so I I, I want to talk about the music in this because I think that it could have been a little bit better. And I'm not specifically talking about the actual songs. In context of some of the scenes, I felt that some of the tone was just a little bit off. Like I I wanted maybe some things to be a little more sexy at right. times. Exactly. Or, or I wanted them to be a little less like. Poppy, I think the the montage of them being at right, US, the montage of them being at USC like felt more happy and yeah. like upbeat than I wanted it. I wanted that to be like like a harder song, like I because because like that's hard giving... work that they're showing.
2: Exactly, I feel like they were giving High School Musical, and I needed them to give Coach Carter.
0: Yes, yes, exactly. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, yeah, no, 100. percent. But I will say though. <laughs> Um, the drop of "I Want to Be Your Man" by Zapp and Roger when they're dancing and looking at each other. Yeah, loved it. Incre- incredible needle drop like that. W- that it. was probably one of the best, I think. Yes. Um, I think that you mentioned this woman's work. Yeah, Kate Bush,
2: iconic, iconic moment.
0: Did you feel though that like the song is a little oddly sad? For yes. for that moment, that that it's it's not. I'm not asking if the song is sad. I'm not saying for that moment when they're first having sex.
2: No, I felt like it was appropriate. And I'm going to okay. tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Because I feel like the whole point of that song is like, um, like, what is it? I don't think it's necessarily sad. I feel like that song is not just about sacrifice. It's like about intimacy, right? Okay. It's about yeah, yeah. intimacy. Cool. And it's it's about the fact that there is like a certain place for women to be like a... I don't know, like, a soft landing place for men, mm, right? Okay. And I think that, like, even though that has, like, its own very loaded so- societal context, right, right. it's not necessarily demonizing that reality. It's like, yeah, this yeah. is, you know what I'm saying? Like, part of this, part of a woman's job is to is to be that. And fair, I think that fair. she was feeling that impact in that moment.
0: I would love to rescore this. I may have mentioned this uh, through text earlier yes. in, in the, um, earlier in the week. Just just let's just picture this, listeners. Yes. Paint the picture for us. They're at they're at the prom. Right. Now this is also not a song that was out in two thousand, but right. we're not living in reality right now.
2: Exactly, fantasy. They're at
0: the prom. You know, there's new there, there's a disco ball, there's lights, there's slow dancing. Q looks up, he sees Monica for the first time in this new light. Right. I need earned it by the weekend to drop. Didn't Oh, my God. And then you just hear, you make it look like it's magic. Ooh. Yes. No, that's And then, iconic. you know, the the next line, I see, I see nobody, 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 but you, 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 you. Exactly. I mean, come on. Let me rescore this uh, when they do a yeah, no, HBO that's, miniseries that's remake or something. That's iconic. Um, but o- overall, great songs, some tone issues for me. But um, did you have anything else that you would just outrightly kind of like the change about the movie
2: yeah definitely i think you like kind of you touch on a few things that i was like this is like a like blaring bad writing like yeah i think the main thing is that like neither character really changes their personal expression throughout the movie um until until q becomes haggard at the end yeah but i think that like they I feel like there it was character development to the extent that they decided to choose each other, but they separately don't really change. They just become yep. sad. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't really think it's like a change for her to like get like a bang job. I think that she was just sad. Mm-hmm. whereas I feel like it there needed to be a little bit of development of like maybe them developing literally like other hobbies or like becoming like moving to a different place. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, like yeah. physically both of them I mean moving.
0: I mean, the movie was literally about love and basketball and right like nothing else I mean that's exactly right. surface level nothing else right because like that's all you see them interact with (laughs) completely
2: (laughs) and I feel like the whole point of this movie being like a superior sports movie is that it wasn't actually really about sports it was about what what an athlete might do outside of sports right and how sports actually impact their life yeah Yeah, right and so I feel like it would have been great if they did have more of that outside of just each other yeah you know what I mean because I think that that was really the crux of the storyline. So yeah, I feel like neither character really changed their expression outside of their investment in basketball. Their investment in basketball was really the foothold there. Yeah. Okay. Um and I feel like there's no there and like we talked about earlier, there was really no clear dialogue about the problems that existed throughout their re- entire relationship and where either of them may have been dissatisfied or not and why they ultimately decided mm-hmm. to leave each other that would lead us to believe that they would actually have a healthy adult relationship after getting back together yeah
0: do you know what i'm saying yeah, like yeah, yeah nothing right changed. <laughs> right like the
2: whole fourth quarter scene i wanted so much more from and i actually wish like i feel like really they probably could have cut a decent amount of the first quarter for us in order to have that not yeah. that i feel like that was a sweet part of it we loved it yeah but um yeah i feel like there were a few things about the fourth quarter that like really stood out to me like this could have been more seamless and it was like i think we needed to have a very very clear dialogue about the problems that existed. Mm-hmm. Um. In why that was an issue, you know what I mean? Like we don't really, really, truly see them change, like become different people. Yeah, and that was necessary. Um, and then I feel like, and you touch on this with a few different examples, but just as a whole, there are so many things that we know that Monica admires and loves about Q. Yeah, like we watch, we watch her like gleefully look at him like react to things and react to it. Like we know what she enjoys about him or even what she envies that other people enjoy about him. But I feel like we don't really know what Q likes about Monica.
0: Nothing. We don't know anything.
2: You know what I'm saying? Like we literally do not like, and also there's nothing particularly likable about Monica. Do you know what I'm saying? Like Monica is a surly person. Well,
0: and that goes back to also what you just said about them not really giving the characters anything but basketball. Right. So like how can what you think they was be like
2: particularly likeable? an issue with yeah. Monica because she's right, not, right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? She's not a likable person. Like there needs to be a reason why yeah. he is able to access something of her that nobody else can. And they we never show that. It. Yeah, we don't Exactly. Get it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: That's fair. Okay. Let's let's wrap this up, Kendra. Um, that was all of our categories. Ooh. As we close this out. Just wanted to ask you a few last questions and go through any Shoot. last random notes that you have. Let's get it. First of all, did you notice anything new on this rewatch?
2: Yeah, I think that I when I first watched this movie, I was like pretty young, so yeah. I had no context of who the people were in the movie, but there's and we talked about this a couple of times, there're just insane amount of famous black actors at like yeah. the start of their career.
0: So, how do you feel this movie holds up over time?
2: I feel like it holds up really well. I think that it almost unintentionally was progressive. Like we talked about like the few of yeah. like the like dialogue things, like the fact that it obviously is like a feminist movie by nature being made by a female director. Yeah. Right. Like it holds up in that way. And also I feel like it's kind of like in on its own joke. Any of the problematic things that we see, they're problematic intentionally. Mm-hmm. It's not too like it's not on accident. It's kind of like it's there to talk about class dynamics and beauty standards and the undertaking of like commentary around societal expectations of men and women, like those things are obviously there for a reason. Yep. Right. And there are always like tools and catalysts to kind of push the story forward. So I felt, yeah, I felt that it was, it was definitely yep. something that held up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And I mean, you know, we, we talked about it a little bit, so I don't want to go too much into it um, since we're wrapping up. But another thing I, I wanted to ask you, I love asking this question. If this was remade as a mini series right now, what streaming service or channel would you trust and want to do this right?
2: Um HBO for sure. I would love to see them take this Euphoria style. You know mm. what I mean? Like really really interesting fits, great fashion, like some yeah. like interesting almost like weirdo artistic scenes. Right. You know what I mean like again I feel like that would help bring the characters to life separately. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and since we have more of the time, we could do that, right? Mm-hmm. So I would love that, and I would love to see them kind of, like, build out their friendships and the people around them so yeah. we really get, like, a full understanding. And I feel like they would do a good job, again, with like, the euphoria style of it all to, like, bring in, like, greater, like, body representation, like, more yeah, like, yeah, yeah. skin tone representation, like, hair texture, right? Like, mm-hmm. we would just see blackness, I think, in a greater scope. It, it, like, it, yeah, rather than just, definitely. like, upper middle class, like, jack and jill like greek life like go to college kind yeah, of. you yeah. know what i mean like yeah, yeah. that makes sense. they definitely the people in this movie definitely just fit one kind of blackness
0: i will say if they were to do anything with this movie a mini series would be really Gorgeous, really yeah. good because there is so much to do for these characters because you show it through their whole life that you you almost need more time than a regular right. movie so a miniseries gives you five to six hours rather totally. than two so I think that would be really good. I, I think I would probably also pick HBO. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, That's an interesting point about being more like Euphoria style, a little more artistic. I would have never really thought about that. The thing that I would have enjoyed uh, if they were to do this is that I think they would hit it tonally really nicely. Netflix right. would make it like too cute. The CW, it would, it would just be basketball All American. I agree. Basically. And Hulu, nobody would watch it. Hulu, no one would watch it. There's yeah. ads in the middle. Like, come yeah, on, exactly. we're not play- we're not paying for a Hulu premiere or whatever. Um, and Apple, and we're not watching Apple right now. Right, right. Um, Amazon, I mean, sure, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, exactly. But HBO is the one. Um, yeah, definitely. That, that would be mine. Did you have any just random notes that we didn't get to talk about?
2: not really i feel like i genuinely could talk about this movie for forever i'm like also just really excited to watch it again after our dialogue you know what i'm saying i'm like yeah there are a lot of things that i really like didn't catch and even just like the few things that we caught that i was like wow that was really funny or that was really corny yeah um yeah i think that a lot of things get there's so much excitement that there's like nuance that's lost Mm -hmm. in viewing independently yeah so yeah i'm excited to watch it again but i think that we really hit a lot of the notes
0: do you have any other favorite sports movies Ooh,
2: um, I mean, remember the Titans? Mm -hmm. Um, Airbud.
0: Oh, classic. Classic. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Airbud definitely does it for me. Um, other sports movies. I mean, there are just so many. I like a lot lot of like I love like boxing, like I love like million dollar baby. Oh. I love like boxing movies, right? Yeah, exactly. Do you you like Creed? I like Michael B. Jordan.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) that's fair you know what i mean he was was jacked in that movie
2: yeah totally totally but i feel like like sports movies are so pervasive that like of course like of course i do i don't think that i ever like intentionally watch a sports movie Mm, okay i've just
0: dated men before
2: you know what i mean and then i'm like (laughs) oh yeah that's a good movie right
0: so i got some really really quick notes in the movie they kept saying the slang word fast which i had not heard before that was one that just around my friends around the people i grew up like yeah they fast didn't make it to to us i liked it just wanted to say that that was a a good one
2: also i will say um fast is definitely also a racially coded term like it is it is specifically i didn't mean to mention this actually um i think that that was like a huge part of this movie like Mm -hmm. the way that black women view each other right uh, the way that monica the way that like gabrielle Union's character viewed monica because right. she wouldn't uphold that standard the way that monica viewed her mm, the way that her mom right like that yeah, is yeah, like yeah. a huge thing um it's very very common for young black women to call each other fast and for actually like, adult black women to call young girls fast.
0: why was q's bed so small his dad is in the, in the nba he had like a
2: no that was major bed. that was major and actually literally Monica had a queen size, and yeah. he had to sleep on the floor. I didn't, like,
0: I didn't understand. Like you're in the NBA, you're playing for the, the Clippers. Apparently he right. was a good player too. I think, we, I think that's kind of what they were ensuing. I don't know if he was like a star player, but like he was making enough money to buy his son a bigger bed. Right. Absolutely. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, lastly, when Monica takes that charge um, to, you know, finally show that she's, Learned how to take a charge. Right. She, you know, came through in the clutch because the senior got hurt, you know, as a basketball fan. Um, you were living for that? No, it was a bad call. Okay. They should have lost the game. Monica's feet weren't set. Uh, for anyone out there that understands what I'm saying. Um, it means nothing to just, me. Just wanted to throw that out there. So. Thank you for joining. This no, was a lot me. of fun. This was some good discussion. I'm excited for people to tune in and listen to this. Do you want to let people know where they can find you? Uh, if you have anything coming up? Absolutely.
2: They, they... 100%. 100%. Yeah, you can find me at Kendramorous, K-E-N-D-R-A-M-O-R-O-U-S, on literally every single platform. I also run a newsletter called Come Home, um, KendraAustin.substack.com. And um, yeah, I'll be I'll be publishing a couple things towards the end of the year. So
0: awesome, yeah! And just in general, she's a great follow on the internet. Thank we, you. We love a good internet follow, uh, whatever you're on out there. And you can also follow Love and Movies at Love and Movies Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And just want to say thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you. See, see you soon. See you next time.